Welcome back to another episode of Whiskey and Lemon. I am Lana Mercedes and we are jumping right into part two where we are discussing 24 things that we should be taking a deeper look at starting this year. If you have not heard part one, go back and listen to that episode from last week, but we're going to just jump right into part two. Number 13 is quality over quantity. Everything. Relationships, food, experiences, possessions. Man, I don't know about you, but my friend group has changed significantly over the years. When I was in college, I was friends with so many people, or so I thought. I personally don't think it's possible to have hundreds of friends. Acquaintances, yes, but not all of those people are actually your friends. But yes, I had so many of what I thought were friends at the time, always someone to party with, and at the time it was fun, and meaningless relationships didn't sound as silly to me as they do now. Now I have a very small group of friends, and I like it much better this way. As you get older and realize how short life is, you want to spend more time nurturing those quality relationships, and less time maintaining every relationship you have, because you really only have so much time, and if you spread your time across hundreds versus tens, you're giving minimal effort. Imagine having one day to interact with 100 people versus 10 people. We did discuss the friendship episode in last week's conversation, but I'm going to go ahead and relink that again in this episode's notes. Number 14 is introversion is not a disorder. I'm going to actually drop in some excerpts from a couple of my introversion episodes Um, But I'm also going to go ahead and link all of my episodes discussing introversion in the episode notes here as well. The big misconception about introverts and extroverts is that each is identifiable by their behavior. When in reality, it is not about that nor how we interact with others, but more about what types of activities feed our energy. An introvert might enjoy social gatherings but may feel drained by it, while they may get energized by a small close group or by reading a book or doing yoga. Author Jonathan Rauch states, extroverts have little or no grasp of introversion. He says, they assume that company, especially their own, is always welcome. They cannot imagine why someone would need to be alone. Indeed, they often take umbrage at the suggestion. As often as I have tried to explain the matter to extroverts, I have never sensed that any of them really understood. Jumping right into number 15, therapy is maintenance. Quoting an article by GQ regarding therapy, they stated, trust me, if you didn't have problems before, you will by 30. Shitting on therapy and the people you know who get it is a clear marker of immaturity. Therapy is to the mind what salary is to the body. Tough to swallow, but healthy AF. Anyone who can afford therapy should get it. And again, I'm going to link my therapy episode in the notes as well. Number 16, not everything is about you. Take words less seriously. Oftentimes there is one of two things occurring during this type of miscommunication. We are sensitive or it's a projection. So for example, someone makes a statement not intended to harm us, but because we are already insecure about something related to that, we feel they are targeting us. Or someone does make a statement intended to harm us and is a projection on their part because of an insecurity they have. Unless there's an open conversation going on where the mutual goal is to resolve an issue, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that any remark just randomly thrown out during a time of tension is because someone is feeling affected in some way, and their goal is to make you feel the same. 
but that would be their own projection. Now, you could get angry and respond in kind, but it won't solve the problem at hand. And really, that is your ego keeping you from letting something go. It's much easier to respond in kind. It takes more strength not to. And don't get me wrong, you're allowed to have feelings, but you don't always have to react. It's natural to get upset sometimes, but having the emotional intelligence to keep those feelings in check will only help you in the long run. And with all of that said, remember that despite sometimes people wanting to get under your skin, sometimes that isn't the case at all, and you're just making it about you. You're not at the center of everyone's world. We all have our own issues, and it would be quite vain to assume that everyone's are about you. Number 17, consider the things you actually enjoy. Now, we talked about this in a previous episode and which one is escaping me at the moment, but I gave you an example of my friends in college always wanting to go to the beach. And I mean, I get it. We were in LA, but I'm not a beach girl. It's just not my vibe. I don't hate it, but I was never one to rally all of my friends to go unless maybe it was a bonfire because outdoor nights with a fire was definitely more my speed. But my point is discovering things in life that make you happy, no matter how small or what feeds your soul. If you love to read, make time for it. If you love to just sit outside and look at the clouds, do that more. These are the little things that we can do in life that over time can help us combat stress. Number 18, say no from the start. This is one of those simple things that can really save our time as well as others. If you're invited somewhere and you know you either can't make it or you just don't want to go, say no from the start. Don't say maybe or push it off, just say no. There's no need to stress yourself about constantly following up, and you can rip the band-aid off when it comes to the other person inviting you having to also do the same. This goes back to nurturing valuable relationships. There's no need to waste time with small talk and interactions that you are dreading going to when your negative energy will just rub off on others. Say no and move on. And, and maybe this is not a situation where it's a relationship you don't want to nurture, but if you know you can't make something, just say no and move on. If you can't help someone, don't offer. Say no from the start. It's the courteous and respectable thing to do. Number 19, good friends call out shitty behavior in a nice way. I know there are some people out there that love a yes friend, but I am not one of them. And really, I don't think anyone should be because we should actively be trying to be better people every day. And only wanting yes friends in our lives prevents us from being better. Of course, sometimes the truth may hurt, but if you're teetering on a decision, especially one we really know the answer to, we should appreciate when someone in our lives tells us what the high character choice is. We know that they are looking out for us, they're risking maintaining a relationship with us in order to help us be better. That is a true friend. Number 20, stop ghosting. As we discussed before, relationships change over the course of life and some friendships will last a lifetime. But most of the time, the people we know will come in and out of our lives. This dynamic isn't always wanted on both ends though, so if you have a friendship you feel is bringing you more detriment, be open about it. I know people won't always receive it well, but that doesn't mean you don't do what's right. I've had friends I've had to have conversations with or shoot a quick but direct text, but being upfront about where I stand on that relationship. And you know what? Most times it had great results. We either ended our relationship amicably or found a way to work through our differences and had better relationships afterward. Some friendships just need some space and maybe you'll come back to them. So there is no statement to be made. But if that person is reaching out to you constantly, don't leave them hanging. 
even if you have made up your mind and you don't want to continue that relationship, just say so. Even if they keep trying or respond aggressively and then you decide to not respond, that's okay, but it's important you communicate your position before disappearing. Number 21, stop shaming yourself. Stop comparing yourself, stop thinking it's too late. Social media feeds into this so much, but shaming ourselves has become second nature, unfortunately. It may seem harmless in the beginning with saying things like, oh my gosh, I'm so dumb, or I ate so much, I'm so fat, but repeating those things time and time again, or stepping it up with constantly calling yourself fat when you're not at your ideal weight, or calling yourself old, or saying that it's too late to achieve some of the goals that you have in life, is really gonna just feed into a self-fulfilling prophecy. Most of the time we make these statements, we don't actually believe them. But it's been scientifically proven that despite us not necessarily believing what we're saying, we behave based on those statements. For example, we may say, I want to travel, but it's too late. Now, despite it possibly being a financial obstacle, we might say that and never make plans to do so. When in reality, there are people that have traveled the world in one year. Or someone might say, I wanna to learn to ride a bike, but I'm too old. Just them saying that is enough for them to never try. And they may have a bike in their own garage, when in reality, adults can learn to ride bikes in as little as a couple of hours or days. Put that into perspective. Number 22, gossip is negative for the soul. This one's very self-explanatory. Spend less time gossiping about people and more time living. I know we all need to vent sometimes or gossip, maybe a part of just telling a story, but don't be one of those people where gossiping has become 90% of your day. There is way more to life. And if you're one of those people saying there's not enough time or I'm too old, eliminating gossiping will free up a lot of time for you. Number 23, take care of your teeth. I'm obsessed with the dentist. No, seriously. I mean, I'm definitely not going to go get unnecessary work done on my teeth, but I like to keep on top of my dental appointments. There are so many studies out there, though, about how dental issues can spiral out of control and develop into other issues that I like to avoid as much as possible. Of course, there are some issues or diseases that can't be reversed or treated, but unless you have some underlying issues, you can often prevent a lot when it comes to your teeth. Quick tasks like flossing after eating and avoiding or at least decreasing how often you eat things like popcorn or foods heavily coated in sugar or oil will really go a long way. Number 24, stop driving distracted. We're all adults. Take the privilege of getting your license seriously. Take other people's lives seriously. Put your phones down. Those texts can wait. I don't care if you don't think anyone is around or you're just looking at your GPS. Use voice to text if you must. Use the audio on your GPS. Lives are more important than whatever text your friend sent you. If you're under the influence, take a ride share. If you can't afford that, stay home. Period. We're all adults. Be responsible. And I have a bonus for you. So number 25, stop thinking you have it all figured out. Stop worrying about other people's lives. As I said at the top of this list, we're all works in progress and we always will be. Some of these things are things I've shifted in my life and some are things I am still actively trying to work on. Trying is the key. I don't have it all figured out. I'm just here with a podcast, wanting to be a contributing member of society by having these conversations. So judge those around you less. Just because people around us are living different lives doesn't mean they are doing it wrong. 
They're just doing it differently. Unless these people are harming someone, for all we know, they are living the life that works great for them and makes them happy, doing the best for them at their current place in life. And really, that's all we can hope for. Really, all we want is happiness. We don't always all agree with what the journey is to get there, but we don't have to. My two quotes for you this week. One is, we cannot despair of humanity since we ourselves are human beings by Albert Einstein. And to be human is to love, to create, and to resist. Mahmoud Darwish. Thank you so much for supporting this podcast. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can find me at Hey Lana Mercedes on Instagram to submit your questions and topic suggestions. Thanks for listening.